أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وعباد الرحمن الذين يمشون على الأرض هونا وإذا خاطبهم الجاهلون قالوا سلاما والذين يبيتون لربهم سجدا وقياما والذين يقولون ربنا اصرف عنا عذاب جهنم إن عذابها كان غراما إنها ساءت مستقرا ومقاما صدق الله العظيم We had commenced the discussion of the two servants of Rahman, the servants of Allah wa ta'ala and the excellent qualities that they possess and at the top of the list Allah Ta'ala gives us the lesson of humility that the true servants of Rahman they are the humble people they have this quality of humility and as discussed yesterday that this humility the opposite of it is pride takabbur to the extent that a person will adopt tawadu and humility to that extent he will become free of takabbur and takabbur is the root to all the evils this was the first sin committed shaitan became shaitan due to this takabbur due to this pride due to this thinking of himself as better and as a result he became rejected forever this is how serious the consequence was if you look into the life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam then he was the height of humility this too is a strange statement that humility is something that is apparently low but this is what takes one high and in the hadith sharif the bi salam gives the same lesson man tawada'a lillah rafa'ahu allah the one who will humble himself for allah taala humble himself not for dunya for dunya people humble themselves very readily many a business person has humbled himself in front of the most meanly customer just in order to get the sale done but that humbling oneself the person tolerates that customers sometimes uh, some unreasonable things that he is saying or demands he is making or sometimes he is even becoming abusive but if he is a very good customer and he is a very big profit that he can make out of this deal then he tolerates that person's vulgarity also one person one day some customer had come and along with him was his child so that child suddenly out of the blue something he felt upset or whatever and he brought up right in this person's office so this person was a somebody who was known to be very very short tempered and someone who can't tolerate many things he started cleaning this up himself quickly so any case after all this then somebody else came whoever his workers came they sorted it out and so somebody else who was with him part of his team they observed what he did 
We asked him later that, how did you ever manage to do this? You, of all people, and somebody else's child made the mess, and you were ready to start cleaning it. So he said something to him, that for business, now this is, he's, he's teaching him business now. So he's saying for business, you could have to even call it donkey father. <laughs> this is his business policy now. He say for business, even a donkey also, you tell him, no, you are my father. Now that is the tawazu that he's got, that he's prepared to call the donkey his father, make the donkey his father, is now humbling himself so much, but for what? Only for dunya. So for dunya, a person is ready to humble himself. But that humbling is not going to help us on the day of Qiyamah. Because that, there's no deen in that. That humbling is not for Allah Ta'ala. Man lillah. So this is one example. If we look in our lives, often we humble ourselves, very often. But the objective, there is some other motive behind it. There is a motive of why we are humbling ourselves. And often that motive is something to do for our personal nafsani benefit. Some benefit of dunya. Or whatever other ulterior motive they may be. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is teaching us the lesson. Man lillah. The one who humbled himself for Allah Ta'ala. That outwardly he is being now downtrodden. Outwardly he is supposed to, he is appearing to be the one who is being uh, cut down to size. But he is tolerating that because he doesn't want to get into any issue. And for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, he is just ignoring that and carrying on with life. So that humbling when it's for Allah Ta'ala alone, and that is just one situation, any situation for that matter, not necessarily a situation of some kind of argument or dispute, but for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, a person humbles himself, Rafa'ahullah, Allah Ta'ala will elevate him. And by humbling himself, he loses nothing. The greatest miracle that Rasulullah was given after the Quran Sharif was the miracle of, the, of Mi'raj. And he, the Quran Sharif is the greatest miracle in the sense that it is still with us and will continue forever. So it's an ever-living miracle. Mi'raj took place once in the life of Rasulullah but it was that miracle which surpassed all the miracles of all the Anbiya of such a great journey where Nabi Sallallahu went to that height where even Jibreel Sallallahu could not go to being the closest angel of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala mentions this in the Quran Sharif with what quality of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that glory be to Allah Ta'ala who took his abd Nabi is the Rasul of Allah Ta'ala. He is Habibullah. He is Nabiullah. He is all the titles that anybody else could have had. He had more titles than everybody. Some ulama have gathered 500 titles of Rasulullah And out of all these titles, on such an occasion, when this greatest miracle is being mentioned, that title is being expressed which is the title that shows this total humility and servitude the ayat that we commenced with also was Wa ibadur rahman the slaves of rahman 
And Rasulullah was the greatest slave of Allah Ta'ala. As a result, he went to the highest level. So this tawazu is a very great thing. To the extent that a person has this, to that extent, many, many things he gets saved from also. Many a times, because of this want of recognition, now when tawazu is not there to the level that it should be, and a person craves some recognition. I should be recognized. I should be acknowledged. I should not be overlooked. And because of this, now when that doesn't appear to happen, not that somebody deliberately overlooked him, but he didn't seem to get the recognition he wanted now because he's wanting this from inside. So as a result, now a person would become annoyed, he'll become upset, he'll become disappointed with others. So now he needs to now make that known that you did this, you overlooked me, you, I wasn't given the recognition that I deserved. So he will bring that up in some other way. And this will, one thing will lead to another. Sometimes this crave for recognition, oh, there's now a group of friends. So now a person doesn't want to be seen as somebody who is he can't be better than the next. So this is where many, many things happen and people get trapped in serious things. It starts off how? For example now, person never smoked in his life. And now he's sitting in a group of his friends. Somebody tells him, I dare you to take a pull now. now they know he's never smoked. So now how it comes? I dare you. And you can't do it you got no guts. But now the person with tawazu, you say, yeah, I got no guts. Doesn't matter. Fine, leave it. But when the tawazu is missing, now there's that crave for recognition. Whatever the circle is, I must be accepted in this circle. So if this circle, to be accepted and to be regarded as somebody as equal to the rest in the circle, if it means I have to now smoke something, I'll smoke it. Even now he is, he is not ape because the first time in his life he is doing it. So now that first pull he took, he is almost choking. But now he make it appear that that was just a cough coming. Just so that he can seem to be part of this circle. Now what is the underlying issue? What is prompting this? That he knows this is harmful for him. He knows that this is going to hurt him in so many ways. And Allah forbid one is a cigarette, then that will one day, he'll be dead to do something beyond that. <coughs> that you're just smoking these children's things. Smoke the adult things now. now. He'll get dead. So now to show that, no, I'm somebody also. If you can do something, I can do something better. Now whether that better is worse or not, shaitan now just covers all that out of the way. Because that underlying issue is that recognition. And this stems from this pride, it stems from this lack of tawazu. So now whether he, realize, he realizes fully that how harmful this is, how terrible it is, all the sin in it, in, he's fully aware of. But at that point in time, he must get accepted in the circle. As a result, he takes on the day. But now when it is too late, now he's regretting, why did I ever fall into it? But the point is that where it started from? So this is that what the Mashaikh state, that this takabur, this pride, 
which brings about all these other issues, this is the root to all the evils. That hasad the person has, the root to it is the same thing. That I should not be overlooked for something, even if it means that it... Now, this has gone to another level. Nauzubillah, Allah Ta'ala overlooked me and gave this ni'mah to somebody else. So what a major objection against Allah Ta'ala, not that anybody does it in that way, but this is what it tantamounts to. But again the same point, that what's the underlying issue? The underlying issue is the same takabbur. And the antidote for that is this tawazu, this total humility, annihilating oneself. I am nobody. I am nothing. There was one great personality, Hazrat Mawlana Muzaffar Hussain Kandilvi Rahmatullah Great Buzruk of his time. So he was one day returning to his hometown, Kanla. So he came by train, he jumped off at the station. Now from the station, there was still a distance to walk into the town. When he got over the station, and as he started walking, he sees an old man. Now there's only one direction to go here, so everybody's going in the same direction. There's an old man, and he's carrying some heavy things on his head. And he is suffering under the weight, he's battling to carry it, and now there's still a distance of two, three kilometers or one, two kilometers to walk. So, Hazrat is a great personality of the time. Without any hesitation, he asked him that if you permit, then I'll help you to carry some. I can see you are having some difficulty carrying all this weight on your head, and there's still a distance to walk. This person doesn't recognize who the personality is. And he is more than happy that somebody is ready to help him. So he says, Jazakallah, by all means. Father takes that part of that goods that he was carrying, he puts it on his head, and he's walking along with him. As they are walking along, they start talking. So he asks him, now oh, this person is a stranger, this old man. So he asks him, where are you going? So he says, well, I'm going to Kanla. He says, why are you going there? So he says, well, I've heard that there's a very great alim here. I'm going to visit him. He says, who is that person? He says, Maulana Muzaffar Hussain is his name. So he replies and says, well, I know he reads Arabic. And he reads his namaz. So this person becomes a little annoyed also that such a great personality. You say, yes, he can just read some Arabic. You say he reads his namaz. He says, yeah, well, people sometimes exaggerate. He reads his namaz. Now, as they're entering the town, now the local people are around, they know the personality and they see Hazrat Mawlana Muzaffar Sahib walking with this great, with this big bundle on his head. So they come rushing to now, take this away from him and help him. He's walking with this big bundle. Now, as the people are rushing towards him, this, and now greeting him, this person realizes that what happened. He realizes that who is walking alongside him. The same person he's coming to meet. The same person he has this high esteem for. And now he became perturbed that what did I do? I put all my weight on him. Hazrat replied and said that nothing to get perturbed about. You were having a battle carrying this load. I helped you to help a Muslim brother what is in there. But now this spontaneous reaction. How did this come? This can only come from that tawazu. Hazrat Mufti Shafi sahab rahmatullahi Mufti Taqi Saab or one of the others have written, Mufti Rafi Saab have written this incident, says that once 
somebody was one of the brothers they were still young and they were asked to do some chore by their mother probably in their teens and she told them or asked for somebody to go to the somewhere to buy something but it was or to carry whatever it was whoever was told at that time didn't feel too comfortable doing it to carry such a thing whatever it might have been like for our understanding maybe or somebody is told to go and carry some buckets and come from somewhere this buckets now he has to walk through the half the town with it empty buckets whatever it is now he's feeling a little bit odd now to walk through the town with some buckets in his hand so just as an example this is so any case it tried to sort of avoid doing it so now the work didn't get done so later that evening hazrat mufti shafi sahab rahmatullahi came home so his wife mentioned that i asked for this work to get done but everybody was avoiding it nobody got it done so he realized what is the problem they were feeling a little shy to do this now a person for example carrying one pot and walking through the main street of the town now everybody seeing don't know where this person is going from some collection or something so he sat them all down and he told them look there's an incident which i have never mentioned to anyone in my life this incident i haven't mentioned to anyone in my life but today for your benefit i'm mentioning it so he says one day i came back to deoban you used to live in deoban at that time i came back to deoban by train it was late at night and it happened that it was totally dark because the load shedding that we understand very well nowadays perhaps a similar situation and it was in winter and the winters in deoban in the, that area of that part of india up gets very severely cold it's like beyond the winters of johannesburg and so on so it was a very cold night late at night total darkness so he says that as soon as i got off the train in that darkness i can hear somebody is really in a state of anxiety he is really worried concerned because this person had also jumped off the train with him was his family and he had a lot of goods and now at that late part of the night there were no potters around and now in this darkness so this person now is shouting repeatedly for a potter but there's no potter around so he says i heard this and i even realized that this is a family of deoban but in the darkness you could hardly even see who's who really some light here and there if somebody had a torch or something in the little faint light you could just really make your way around so he says when this person repeatedly shouted potter i realized that this person is pareshan now he's in a real problem difficulty he's worried and he has his family with him and now all this goods and he can't manage carrying it so he says i immediately went forward i said yes i'm the potter now he at that time was among the senior ustads of darulum deoban the mother of all the institutions that then after came thousands of them i see i immediately went and said yes i am the potter so this person now the potters these people were used to carrying any amount of load person sees how this person is carrying it he'll be amazed he'll wonder whether this person is really carrying these things which are full or they are all empty 
but it is all loaded because they grew up doing it. So he says, now because this person thought I was a potter, he loaded all this on my head. He says, I had never carried so much of weight in my life. He says, but I didn't say anything. Somehow I battled and continued. Now he's giving me, he's walking behind me and he's giving me the directions to, to his house. And I'm struggling, in, but in the darkness he cannot see how I'm battling. Any case, somehow, with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, we reach up to his house. So he opened the door, he got his family in, and then he started taking all the goods in. And as he took the last piece of luggage in, and he told me, okay, wait, I'm coming with the money. Because now he needs to pay the porter. He says, in that moment, I disappeared quickly. Because I recognized who this person is, and he knew me also. But in the darkness, he didn't know who it was. And he says, this person up to this day doesn't know who carried these goods for him and who took it to his house and who battled under that load. He thought it was some potter, but it was somebody who Mufti Shafi Sahib had recognized right from the beginning, who regarded him, regarded Mufti Shafi Sahib as his senior. But even that didn't make him feel in any way to make it even known that I'm so-and-so. Doesn't matter, let's see what I can do. I'll carry some, you carry some. He hid that reality fact also that who he is and he carried that whole load without any hesitation, got it to the destination and then never disclosed on top of that. This is, there are two things. One is to do somebody a favor. This is not part of the topic itself but nevertheless a very important thing. One is to do somebody a favor, whatever the favor may be. To do somebody a favor is a very great thing, whatever favor it may be. The person who sees to the need of his fellow Muslim, whatever it may be, it might be just some small little thing. Allah Ta'ala will see to his needs. Such a great thing. So it's a very great amal, but it is something that's a preferable amal. It's a mustahab thing. Very great mustahab. Rewards unimaginable. As it is normally said, it's not a hadith sharif. But it is, the, the meaning of it is correct. Khidmat se khuda milta hai. This is not the meaning of the, the translation of any hadith sharif. But this is true in every sense of the word. Provided it is done with ikhlas, it's done only for the, benefit, for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Khidmat se khuda milta hai. So that khidmat sometimes of some person who is a nobody apparently. But that is when of, often that khidmat Allah knows best way it takes somebody. So any case, one is to do a favor. To do a favor is a very great thing. But to remind a person of a favor, that is haram. To remind a person of a favor is going to give taklif. And Allah Ta'ala says, La wala tataman, uh, In one ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says that if you have done somebody a good, a favor. That you have done some good, you've given somebody something, some charity or whatever. Don't destroy it. Allah Ta'ala says, Don't destroy it. How? By giving reminders. In various ways, 
directly, indirectly, subtly, by some indication. So a person has done some good for somebody, that should now, you've done it, you've done it for Allah Ta'ala. You've done it for Allah Ta'ala, your reward is with Allah Ta'ala, not with him. And your return is from Allah Ta'ala, not from him. So to expect any return from him in any way, then this is dis now is destroyed part of that reward. And to give reminders of it, to give some taklif in that sense, by making a person aware all the time that this is what I did for you, that now destroys this good. So then it is better that a person doesn't do it to start off with. Because to do it was a good thing, but it was mustahab, it wasn't farz. But to then give this taklif by reminding is haram. So it is better that a person stays away from the haram and doesn't do the mustahab act. So he rather not do the mustahab, but stay away from the haram. But if he can stay away from the haram, then mashallah, the more you can do of this, the better. So this was the point just on this note. That was Mufti Shafi sahab rahmatullahi did all this. Never let it be known also, that, not that this was something that he was giving as a reminder, but this was again part of that same tawazu, that I did it, Allah Ta'ala knows. For who I did it, he is aware. Hazrat Khaja Azizu Hassan Bajzub rahmatullahi he once was on journey. So he stopped and he came to Thanabon. Now he diverted his route and he came all the way to Thanabon. To his Shaykh Hazrat Ma'a, Hakim, Hakim Ummad Hazrat Ma'a Thanwi Rahmatullahi. So at that time, it was Hazrat Thanwi Rahmatullahi's time to be writing his tafsir or some other work that he used to be busy in. So nobody would disturb him in that time. So Khaja Sahib came. And from the distance where he could see him, he saw him, and then now he turned to leave. Uh, he had come a distance off his route to come and visit Hazrat Thanwi Rahmatullahi, but it happened that he reached at this time when Hazrat was busy in his writing. So he saw him for a while and then he turned to leave. Hazrat doesn't even know he came. So somebody else who saw this, they realize now that he's leaving, that he has probably got to go for some other work. He was on a very high position in the British government at that time. So he told him, Hazrat, you've come all the way. At least just go and make salam. <clears throat> At least take, Hazrat will know you have come. So he says, no, he's busy now. This is not the time to disturb him. So I cannot go and disturb his work at this time. So he says, but at least just go and make salam. He says, I came for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala has seen that I've come. So what benefit I am due to get, Allah Ta'ala will grant it to me. This is not the time to disturb him in his work. I will still get what I am due to get because I have done it for Allah Ta'ala. So now he came all the way, but he didn't get the chance to meet. He saw him and he went away. But what the point in this is, for Allah Ta'ala alone. Everything for Allah Ta'ala alone. So this amal was done, this work he did, he did it for Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala saw Allah Ta'ala saw, now this again comes back to the same subject we are talking. That when there is this reality of tawazu, this takabur has been eliminated, then there is no crave for recognition, for acknowledgement. That I did this but nobody acknowledged it. I did that, nobody appreciated it. Allah Ta'ala speaks about His true servants that 
when they do some good, they feed others, for example, that whatever good they do, la nuridu minkum jaza'aw wala shukura. That this is their policy and this is their attitude that they are either verbally or in action saying to others, neither we want any compensation from you, we don't even require your acknowledgement because we're not doing it for you. Doing it for Allah Ta'ala alone. Allah Ta'ala is the all-knowing, all-seeing. Allah Ta'ala is fully aware. So for who we did it, he's aware. So if you don't acknowledge it, what difference it makes? For example, you did a favor for some, now, as an example for Musa, and now Isa didn't recognize it, didn't appreciate it, didn't acknowledge it. So now you're complaining about it. So Isa says that you didn't do it for me, why must I even worry about it? You didn't do something for me, you did the favor for Musa, why are you asking Isa about it? So likewise, we did it for Allah Ta'ala, we didn't do it for any insan. So we did it for Allah Ta'ala, why are we complaining that insan didn't recognize us? That insan didn't acknowledge us? That this thing happened, nobody even asked me anything. Nobody even told me anything. Oh, this family, what an important decision was taken on a family note. But nobody even asked me anything, nobody told me anything. All this stems again from the same problem, the aspect of takabbur. And to the extent that this tawazu will be developed, to that extent we'll get saved from all these problems. Somebody dares us, I can't do it. I'm too weak. I'm nobody. That when a person is not craving that recognition, he'll get saved from so many major sins also. And so many problems in life. This is all coming from the same great quality of tawazu, which Allah Ta'ala highlights as the first aspect of this quality of the Ibadur Rahman, Allah Ta'ala bless us with this. Wa akhiru da'wana ni alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Subhanallah, alhamdulillahi, subhanakallah.